house of the Lord. Looking forward to a wonderful day in the Lord's house. It's good to have some visitors with us this morning. And so thank you for being this here. morning. Lord, pray you that you would speak to our hearts so, once again. Uh, thank you for the message we heard we already. Lord, pray that you will take this next message, apply it to our hearts and lives, and may be better servants for thee in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer and see what he has for us this morning. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. All righty, turn over to 107. Number 107. Praise you, Lord. We ask for your presence to be in our presence this morning. Lord, we Lord, we need you. And Lord, we ask that you of all doubts and 
believe the Bible is the inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God. Amen? This book that we have, the Bible, is pure and it's worthy of our faith and acceptance. Every word in the Bible is inspired. Every word is inspired. One preacher says, I even believe where it says genuine leather. Wonderful words of life. From cover to cover, so I believe. Share with each other, our neighbors and and uh, every and word in his book will come to pass just as it's written. And this includes every promise of God. Every promise God has given us in his word is worthy to be believed in, and it will come to pass just as he said it would. Think of what that means. When he promised to save you, if you call upon him, he meant that. That he would never leave you or forsake you. He meant that. When he promised to take care of you as you pass through this world, he meant that. And as Peter uh, is about to tell us here in 2 Peter chapter 3, when the Lord promised to come back again, he meant that too. Take, for instance, the last recorded promise in the Bible. And listen to what it says He will testify these things, saith, Surely I come with you. Amen. Even so. through these uh, verses 1 through 10 here. But I want you to see uh, some reasons why we know it's true. Number one, we have the assurance of the scriptures. Why we know that the Lord is coming back, we have the assurance in the scriptures. Look there in verse 1 and 2 of chapter 3. It says, This epistle, this second epistle, which, uh, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by the way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before uh, by the holy prophets and of the commandment of, the, of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Uh, Peter speaks of words, the words of God here in verse 2 and calls it a witness of these great truths. You see, the Bible is a perfect book. It's perfect. From ever, for every word, it's perfect. It is absolutely perfect in revelation of God, uh, His will to mankind. You can count on every word that's in 
the Word of God. Therefore, when something is written in the Bible, you can consider it as settled forever. So when God says that He gives us a promise, He gives us a statement, and when He says He's going to come again, it is going to happen. I don't care what people say. I don't care what what, uh, scholars may think. I don't care what anybody says. If God says it, it's going to happen. And we need need to get that. It's a perfect book. And you've heard me say this before. If it's perfect, if you take something away from it, it's no longer perfect. If you add to it, it's no longer perfect. What we have here is the perfect Word of God. Not only is it perfect, but it's prophetic. Prophetic. It's prophetic. Throughout the Bible, there are prophecies presented uh, and fulfilled over and over again. In fact, there are over 300 prophecies given in connection to the first event of the Lord Jesus. uh, uh, And all these 300 plus prophecies were literally fulfilled. When the Bible says there in the Old Testament that uh, he would be born of a virgin, guess what? It happened. I mean, uh, uh, it says that his birth would be in Bethlehem. It happened. His uh, humiliation and death, his resurrection, it all happened. The Bible tells it. It's all uh, told us in the Old Testament. It tells us in the New Testament where it's fulfilled. Every promise, every statement that God makes will be fulfilled. And I say will be because his return is coming and it will happen. It will happen. The New Testament speaks of many different matters. And we all know how important the notion Alrighty, of the new go birth ahead and is. Turn over to 300. Did you realize this? Number 300. That it's only mentioned nine times in the New Testament? We Baptists are big on baptism. But did you realize that it's only spoken of 70 times in the New Testament? Now, I'm not belittling. I think we ought to believe in the new birth and the, and the baptism. But I'm wanting want to draw your attention to something. However, in 27 books in the New Testament, which are divided into four categories, we have historical Pauline epistles, we have the general epistles, and we have the prophetic. Okay? Uh, there are over 380 references of the second coming of Christ. Seems to me like God's trying to bring some importance here. He's trying to show us, hey, this is going to happen, folks. Better wake up. Somehow I get the impression that it is important doctrine in the world. After all, he devotes one out of every 25 verses in the New Testament. Think about that. To the second coming of God. Not only is it prophetic, but it's preserved. Every word in this book will come to pass. God will see it. see that it gets the job done. If you dare to declare that you believe in the Bible uh, as the inerrant, inspired, infallible Word of God, better be prepared to be ridiculed. You see, people think that the old-fashioned, fundamental, Bible-believing, spitting, preaching,
some would like nothing better for the Bible believers to be locked away from the rest of the crowd of people. I may be a nut, but at least I'm screwed to on to the right According, uh, I'm sorry, wrong chapter there. Knowing Amen. this, first, this morning, that there shall come in the last days again scoffers, being out in the Lord's house, after their own and, lust, uh, and having and saying, "Where is the promise to pray of His for coming?" The folks that are from since to be the fathers fell asleep, of the all things continue as they I were I from the beginning Adam and of the Evelyn creation. Got it yet, for this will they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God. The heavens Janie were of and, old, knew, uh, and the earth standing Andrew out of the waters it, uh, but, uh, in Jane the waters well, whereby so pray the world for them. that uh, of course, uh, then was being overflowed with land yesterday. Perished. She broke and then, uh, both of her verse ankles. Seven says, but the heavens and the earth, waters, which are now and, uh, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. Look down at verse 10. It says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. What's that? One thing I've noticed is that... Uh, shall melt with fervent heat, to pray, and earth we? also uh, with the works plenty that opportunities are uh, therein plenty shall of, be burnt uh, people up. to pray for. And so see, there we need to be a people of prayer. Route. And, uh, they deny the reality that, of Christ's that, uh, coming. That's a good There's thing. Coming, hey, listen, Again, I appreciate you, you, you being here. I hope and pray that you've already been blessed for being here this morning. Again, thank you on for what, our visitors uh, being do they here base this morning. On the Please fact join me in Exodus chapter number 15. Exodus chapter number 15. I'm going to read a few verses, verses 22 through 27. Exodus 15. all happens, and things continue as they have for ages. Nothing Exodus has 15, changed since the beginning. Verse 22. Therefore, the we'll start the there and we'll read through verse 27. The Bible says, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they Number went one, out they into the wilderness of Shur, and they God went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Moriah, they could not drink of the waters of Moriah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Moriah. And uh, people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them, and said, If thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healed thee. And they came to Elam, and where there were twelve wells, of water, of water and, and three scores and ten palm trees and they encamped there by the water. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again we uh, and come to it you begins with uh, needy people. As basic as Lord, creation. we uh, need your help Why this morning. Why are they Lord, trying pray to that destroy you would speak through creation? Uh, this vessel, Why are they saying Lord, evolution is a fact? Why are they doing that? Because my glory, but you would be glorified and magnified in all that's said and done. 
Lord, I pray that you'll take this Men simple message and creation, which is testified to the uh, by the scriptures. For you then, uh, from there, Christians it's easy to deny Lord, everything again, else God says. Not saved, I pray well, if that you'll speak to our hearts this true, morning, what, it, and they'll be saved before it's eternally too late. Thank you again for all that you do. We love you in Jesus' See, name. If the first Amen. eleven chapters of Genesis are not true, you know, then nothing lessons learned can be very a, a very bitter experience. According to uh, verse Yet six, while this is true, God it's also true that experiences often are the best teachers. This was Some of the things the that we go Noah. through. You, you know, the fact I, I think about this when my children were younger. I, I'm not going to myself do it because and will do it I was again. that perfect child, you know. And Regardless uh, of what when my children say, were younger, I, I could tell them don't touch as a the stove or that fire or that... Hot dog slash marshmallow you stick that, that you just had in the big fire. Don't touch that. And it's hot. Don't touch it. But that's the only often Big Bang Theory there is say, for me. Uh, never you see, man the and animal kingdom it. did not evolve from um, some sort of. Accident. I never did that. I was always such a good kid. We are not the offspring of some germ placed here by a traveling space. I'm kidding. I've done all three. I think I touched the fire. God made the stove and I touched the marshmallow stick. Everything made. Just let. In Genesis one, uh, unfortunately, we all this phrase, seem to see possess this, this same characteristic said. in our lives. It appears when in this happens, Bible, uh, biblical record, this we world can really was related to what hot God and is sustained by it's the It's a lesson word. they. Uh, that we will never forget as long this as we This world live. was already I been judged when I was a kid, and destroyed by water once. My daughter, but the next I, time when I was a kid, my dad told me to stay away from the stove. God helped this like foolish society who, who, which have been tricked into the believing well, the devil's lie. Since Unless children learn the, the, the truth around, at home or at church uh, or mean, right, grandparents' house, they have no hope. Um, but so what I did is I opened up the stove. Or if the evolutionists are right, and what and I did, that, then you might as well um, live for the, the whole door of the stove came off and there was fire in Because when you die, you're just going to be as dogs do. And came down, I remember this, the the door came down and it burnt a little piece of seven right there. Read now, well, my sister had the smart idea. Why she helped me on this case? So quick to deny we picked up that stove back up and put or the uh, door back up. Why do they the seem so eager to invent fables and explain away truths so that, that are so clearly covered up with a rug? Pages I mean, come on. But you know, it wasn't until my dad told me don't do that, and then I got burned. It's a problem of the heart. I felt that burn. That's when I really knew that it isn't that they can't understand. It's that they do not wish to understand. Characteristic more often than than not. We have to burn five. Notice there, verse five. It says, "For this they willingly." In this passage, ignorant. Israel is fresh off from, from a Willingly great victory. Ignorant. I mean, they just walking after victory. their own uh, They've been delivered from if slavery. If man admits they've, that they've been really given a is new a God, and they witness, then that is, uh, that is God destroying uh, that is their enemies God has given us a Red perfect sea and, revelation and of himself now, in the Bible. three days later, they, they're faced with a trial. God, repent of his after sins three days to God, with no water, they came to a place called Moriah and where... Uh, see, while there, they learned three valuable advantage to undermine the authority of the And it's these lessons I want to focus on this you morning. See, if you can it may be of thus uh, say that someone Lord, here is going through a time of trial. No absolutes. There are no cells. And these verses are right and wrong. And there's, uh, there, there's the nothing that's off limits. 
abortion, everything homosexuality, in your life free sex, drunkenness, drugs, then, you then name it, out it's all open. It's all it's all okay. A, Why? A because coming. there's a Mariah, if you will, coming no your way one day. And when no, that happens, you may need to apply these there lessons no that you've learned this morning. Fact behind so I'm going to go back and, and, and join Israel at Mariah here and let's think together about this subject, bittersweet. Because it will Bitter if sweet. we admit that now there when I is say bittersweet, there in verse ten, look, some of you might says, be thinking, "But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night," and we just don't go together, right? Bitter and sweet that, with a great I mean, noise, and the elements often, shall melt but, with fervent uh, heat, and the earth like also, and the things. works that are therein no, they don't shall seem to be go to, together well. Well, through this message, be, I hope to explain it a little bit better to you. For if there is a holy, righteous God, then there must also be a day of reckoning. Bittersweet times. Number one, if there's a God, then we there's learn a lesson a day about life. Judgment, and there what is, is life? Life is a mixture. Hell. It's a, a, a full of moments the fact in is, our life. There is a God. Israel had just the experienced Bible is his the greatest book. blessings that they had seen to that point. Will be uh, as they were delivered out of Egypt, they they were delivered out of Egypt. They saw uh, the Even Egyptians drown in the Red Sea, and uh, um, uh, but now they face a, fact. Uh, a little bit of bitterness. Look there in verse as soon seven, as this again, bitter time was passed, they, they enjoyed. Uh, they got to enjoy the blessings. In, in Exodus fifteen twenty two, it says this: So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and and they went three days of journey in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Moriah, they could not drink of the waters of Moriah, for they. Uh, were bitter, the therefore the name of it the was called Moriah. Uh, now, in then the verse 27, it says, And they came to Elam, where there day, were twelve wells of water, and three score and ten palm trees, the and they encamped as there by the, the waters. Is that this so life is full of, uh, of moments of good times of and bad times, of pleasures and of trials and of troubles. I mean, uh, if just you're uh, someone is saying, if you come out of a valley, get ready. Uh, if you just come off a mountain, get ready. There's a valley right behind, behind this. And that is so true. There's, I suppose they, like a lot of us today, assume that once once you get signed up to follow the Lord, that there'll there'll be no more. Everything's going to be perfect. There'll be no more bumps in the road, and everything's going to be. Let me tell you, that's a lie straight out of the pit of hell. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises. Just because you get saved, just because you start saying, "Okay, I'm going to get my life right. I'm going to start living for God." Does not mean that everything's going to flow smoothly now. You realize this: that God is punctual. It's not that. That's not going to happen. He but the fact slack, is this, is if we would just realize that God be. is with us during God those times, God uh, no life is not going to be easy, he but God is with us and He helps us through those times. Right time for him Unfortunately, so. this is men look at thinking to think that way according to God's Word. Uh, life is filled with ups and the downs. The Bible says in Job 5, 7, Yet man time. is born of trouble as the sparks fly upward. When it's time, Job 14, he will man. That is, uh, uh, is born of a woman tarries. is a few I, I days and now, full of trouble. Being accused of saying, e- Ecclesiastes 2.17, Therefore I hated life because but the God work that is wrought under the sun is grievous unto me, for all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Time. That's when it's going to While happen. this outlook he may seem depressing to come, us to think that swiftly man, life is full of troubles and at the precise time, he will judge blessings, Some wonderful times as well that we experience. When he's but to. what we like to do is Everyone we like to dwell on the bitterness. Right? 
how God we like to think right about the troubles time. and the trials that we then I want or, you to we don't remember God, the good things that God's doing for us. We don't we don't uh, uh, put our minds on those things. Tempered. See these the reason God our lessons to worth remembering and women when and we embrace this fact that life can go either God's way design or desire that any then we are prepared perish. for either the good lost. the bad the trials it's and triumphs God's we will. are see we are just think about this we're just moments away from either victory therefore or he waits and he loves and he calls and he gives mankind not only a lesson of life about moments right but also him. there's Notice one the day master God's patience will be exalted. during these lessons of life. When Israel and arrived at Moriah, the earth, they seemed to forget all the wonderful things saved. that God had done for them. And there will be nothing more They forgot about to the plagues, to, but in eternity, how God delivered the them through that. And the miracle Therefore, of the Red Sea. Do not they forgot that the Lord was, had been absolute control of all things. Because one day, they forgot that God is the master of life, both the good and the bad times. But then Sounds not like only a lot is of God us. punctual and He's patient, but notice God has promised. See, we'll cruise through life enjoying the Lord's blessings, and many times we'll, well, we we'll take them for granted. But, to uh, but just let a difficult time I'll come in our way. And we start the wringing only thing our hands. That bothers me about thinking about the Lord, and I know the we Lord's got We start wringing our hands and we hang our heads down in defeat, and we people. worry about what to do. We forget that the same God who was in control of the good days is the same God that's still in control of the days that aren't so good. Until that time was fulfilled. See, He's in charge of them all. The Bible says, and we know that all things. We need to get. We need to grasp this verse, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called that are called according to His purpose. Rapture. Think about the disciples and then after on the boat the there in John period of chapter tribulation six, verse twenty-one. I believe that the Lord one Himself will return. They rejoice in, in His miracles. They were just rejoicing. The but then, when the storm came, they forgot what they had just seen Him years. do. That sounds so much like us today. Whatever the sequence of events. I mean, we're sailing through all the victories. I mean, bills are being paid. I mean, uh, you know, our health is well, and and the kids are doing well, and uh, all man, everything is going well. But then throw a wrench in there. If not, I'd get. And what do we start focusing? Not on the things that God is doing. Not on the good things that God has just seen us through, or all the the uh, the victories He's gave us in the past. We want to focus on that one little wrench, that one little thing that has caught our attention, and we dwell on that. And it could be today. And we focus on that, and we forget about the blessings of the Lord. Wouldn't bother me a bit. Notice also the mission. God used these things, these back. times, both the good and the bad, to minister fact, are you to ready? the Israelites. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. What they learned about God in both these times of life these shaped their perspective of, li- the of, of God, God who He is and what He can do for them in their lives. Jesus as we can the same get. is true for us. So as the time Every remains, situation in life serves as a reminder of the Lord. The and he there are multitudes all around us who have never received Jesus as their image. You might just be the as a one child to reach them is a product of his or her environment. I may never talk to that say, person that you talk so to. So the Christian is a product of the situation and God made he faces in life. To use you to reveal his See, love to mankind. In all of life, God is now, simply let's trying to make us to be more any like issues that need to be settled. Let's bring them to Jesus and get. Then right I want you to know, number two, we learn a lesson about living because Jesus is coming. 
And that's Life is a giant laboratory, if you will. And every experience, whether good or bad, reveals our heart exactly who we are. We'll have a word of prayer. And if this God's bitter time at Moriah revealed certain things about certain characteristics about love these Israelites. Mercy and grace. Lord, I thank you, you for know, these uh, truths. We uh, thank you for the facts uh, that are found in your word. How you have promised that you're going to come. I'm afraid that we're just and Lord, as it's, it's as a fact. Lord, we, we might as well. We, it's as if it's already uh, happened. When we face trials and that troubles, truth is settled in heaven. A lot about our you're coming. And Lord, we need to be these ready. These are some things that reveal. We need to be ready, not just for salvation. I, I believe. Trials come, I believe the testimony of most of uh, the people in this room is they're saved. They're on their way to heaven. See, they were but only Lord, concerned it's not just about their bodily saved, But we need to be prepared. They have forgotten the service. great things that God had done for or them Or that you'll recently. be happy, you'll be pleased with how we served you. And his glory, and his wonder, Lord, I, and his as splendor, I've said and many times, worship, I don't want to have my hands caught in the cookie jar. Needs. I want to be found Think faithful. Think about this from when, when we get Lord, in a tight spot, that you will get we the seem praise to and forget the greatness of God. Name. Amen. And heads our, are bowed and eyes are closed. God spoke uh, to you. Our world soon encourage you to find a place at the altar. We tighten the boundaries of our lives until we are the centerpiece and the focus of everything. You think about this. When you're going through a trial and you're going through something, you know what the greatest thing you can do is start praising God. God, I, I don't understand it, but I know you've got a purpose, a plan. God, I'm just going to trust you in it all. God, I, I don't understand it. I don't. Uh, let me say, as pastor, Thank I don't so understand why this morning things happen. To uh, good we're going to have a word of prayer and we'll close. That but before we do, well, I don't understand why God has forty niners for chiefs. And I'm just chiefs. Let's go for chiefs. That's what. I, that's what I'm going See, we for. Must chiefs. Remember that God doesn't so, want not, us no niners, no niners. Anyways, yeah, the Titans. There you go. Yeah, no patriots. There we go. We we can all agree with that one. Okay. Well, thank you for being here this this morning. Uh, go and enjoy your time. But then they uh, also watch reveals that we're walking by side. Enjoy your time as a family. And, uh, we'll see, see, Israel was guilty of Wednesday looking night, for not satisfaction Sunday, in the right? world all around them instead of the God who and I'm going to ask Brother Jimmy, sir, would you close this? Then when their experiences failed them, they, or their expectations failed them, they became disappointed with God. How many times have we been guilty of the same thing, of being disappointed in God because God doesn't answer or do what we expect Him to do? See, we expect something, someone healed, some job, someone to make us happy, and, and, and all the time we never look for the joy in the one place where it will always be found, even in bitter times. Nehemiah 8.10 says this, For this day is holy unto the Lord, neither be ye sorry, for the joys of the Lord is your strength. Luke 10.20, Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Philippians 4.4, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Our duty as believers is to learn to depend on the Lord completely, totally, for every situation in life. See, we are to be a people of faith. And when we step outside of faith and walk by sight, we have left God's best and we enter into sin. But then, not only that, but they, we learn that we're never satisfied. These people, just three days before, had just seen their enemies destroyed. 
the greatest army in the world, destroyed. They had seen God part the Red Sea and deliver them, and then they seen him take the same sea and, and use it to defeat their enemies. I mean, this is... A, I, I'm sitting there thinking how the Israelites walked over and the Bible says there was dry ground. To me, that just amazes me how the, the waters congealed, the Bible teaches us, how they went side by side and they congealed. I mean, uh, I, I just picture it as, as these great wall waters on each side. And the water's just kind of shaking because that's what congealed means. You ever made jello? That's what that means, congealed. And you can, you know what that is? That's just showing a sign of their faith even more. As the waters are kind of just, and you're thinking, are the waters going to crash in on me? And then as they're congealed there, and all the Israelites walked over on dry ground, they get to the other side, and as soon as they get to the other side, their enemies come in, and they get, they drowned in the Red Sea. Think about that. But they were never satisfied. When these things happen, they open their mouths and praise the Lord. Oh God, thank you for doing this. Thank you for getting us, delivering us from uh, the Egyptians and from uh, sparing us from all these plagues and things such as that. And they, they, they started singing, the Bible says, the horse and the rider. See, now they're standing by a pool of bitter water because they're thirsty. And they're complaining because the Lord didn't do it their way, in their time. When we are up on a mountain, we can be so quick to glorify God and even, even stand public and give Him praise. However, just let a little trial come our way and we whine, gripe, and complain about the terrible time we're having to go through. Isn't that silly? See, God's plan for our lives is that we learn to give Him glory in every situation that life throws at us. If we are on the mountain, then praise Him for His blessings. If we're in the valley, then praise Him for His faithfulness. Whatever we face in life, we're to praise Him. I, I often refer back to one of the, my favorite movies is Facing the Giants. Some of you have seen that. If you haven't seen it, I usually don't endorse movies, but that's a good movie to watch. That movie, I, I loved it. Uh, the boys, I, I sit there and I, I think about this uh, all the time. The boys are playing football and, they, and the coach says, hey, they just lost a game. And they said, they're all down and disappointed and they, they had already made a pact. If we win, we're going to praise him. If we lose, we're going to praise him. And they lost the game and they begin to be upset. And one of them said, hey, whether we win, we're going to praise Him. Whether we lose, we're going to praise Him. We're, we're going to give God the glory. And the fact is this, folks. Whether we're in a trial or we're in a victory, we need to praise Him. For He's worthy of our praise. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning uh, you in Christ Jesus. Uh, Job, uh, I think about his attitude. In Job 1.21, he said this, And uh, naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
How, mu- how many of us have that attitude? That's where we need to be at. David, with his attitude, he says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Then I want you to notice the last thing. We learned some lessons about the Lord during the bittersweet times. We learned this, that he's aware of our needs. God knew what they would face at Moriah. He himself had planned their journey. He knew about their need before they did. Nothing in your life takes God by surprise. We need to get a hold of that. He is already in tomorrow and he knows what you will face when you get there. Matthew uh, 6.32 says, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He knows of the sickness before you've yet developed that sickness. He knows of your grief while that one that you are grieving still lives today. He knows about that bill that hasn't yet come. See, I'm glad I serve a God who knows what I need before I ever need it. Aren't you? He's aware. But then not only is he aware, but he is able. He's able to meet our needs. Moses was commanded to cast the tree into the waters. And when he did, they were made sweet. Think about that. God in his wisdom had already prepared that tree for that meeting of their need. When they arrived, he was, it was already ready. He was ready. He manifested his power and they got what they needed from the Lord and he is able to meet our needs as well. If God knows about our need before it happens, God, you do realize this. Ten years from now, God knows what you need today. He already knows what you need. A hundred years from now, God already knows. God knows. See, when man was placed on this earth, he had no needs. Think about that. God placed a perfect man into a perfect world. There in the garden, Adam had everything he could possibly need. Yet when he sinned, he became a needy creature. Not only did he need salvation, he also needed the very basic essentials of life. When Jesus came and died on Calvary, he repaired everything Adam had destroyed through his death on the tree. You know what? God had a tree waiting for us as well. See, he was able to meet the bittersweet are the bitter waters and make life sweet again. Through his death on the cross, we find everything we need to have our needs met. When we are in a right relationship with God through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, we are in a position to have every need of our life met by his power. Through the cross of Christ, the bitter waters of life are made sweet again. See how God ties all that in together? Through the cross, God is able to meet our needs, not only of salvation, but in every area of our life. The cross unlocks his power in our lives. God is abundantly able to meet every need that we face. Every need. Now, again, I've got to be careful to say this and remind you that our needs and our wants are two different things. I was talking to some of the men yesterday and some of the ladies at prayer breakfast yesterday, and I said, I... I, I don't want grandkids. They looked at me like this. You're crazy. You don't want grandkids? 
said, I know because I know how I am. They're probably going to get everything they want from me. Papa, I want this. Okay, here you go. And I got to thinking, God's going to provide all their needs. I'm going to provide all their wants. That's what grandparents are for, right? Yeah. Then I want you to notice this. He's already provided for our need. It's already been provided. Years before Israel arrived at Moriah, God caused a seed to germinate in that very place where they would need it. He looked ahead and prepared a way before the way was ever needed. He does the same for us. Did you ever realize that your need, as frightening as it may be, is only evidence of God supplying, is His supplying and waiting? Whatever you're in need of, it's God's supply and waiting. You'll never face a need in life that God hasn't already met. If that ever sinks in, it will change our lives forever. It will totally destroy worry, doubt, and fear. It will uh, liberate us from selfish interest and give us peace about all of life. At Moriah, God revealed himself to Israel as Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord is our healer. God is our healer. Not man, not drugs, not money, but God is our healer. If Israel had never faced this bitter time, they would have never known the aspect of God's character. Just as Job would have never known that God could restore unless he lost everything. Just as Lazarus would not have known the joys of life if he had not died. Just as Mary and Martha would not have known that Jesus was the resurrection of life unless they had first known the grief. What I'm saying is that the Lord uses the bitter episodes of our life to reveal himself in a more fully way to his children. God uses those bitter times to reveal himself. And life is made sweet. The bitter waters is made sweet. He can make sense out of any mess. The key is learning not to kick, but to rest in his power and allow him to have his way in our life. To trust him that he knows what's best. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. So we think of these bitter times. These bitter times. I don't know about you, but I don't look forward to... I don't say, Lord, send me trouble. Send me problems. Send me financial... But in all reality, when I think about this, I apply this message to my heart. It's not that I pray for it, but I do know this, that when I'm going through those things, God has a... He's got the solution. I just need to look to Him. I just need to trust Him in all this. Just trust Him. Maybe you're here this morning and you're going through an overwhelming, overwhelming episode. You're going through a, a time of, of life that you just seem, I don't see a way out. Can I just tell you that He's got the solution? Not that you're going to, uh, God's going to take that problem away. 
but he'll go through it with you. He'll be your encouragement. He'll be your source of strength. He'll be your source of hope. And even in the bitter times, even in your Marias, God has a tree to make it sweet again. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, I pray that you'll take this simple lesson. Lord, realize, and we realize this morning that life is full of troubles and trials. But Lord, we need to look to you as our source of comfort and peace. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you, I pray today, as you provided, you provided the cross, the tree there, for Christ to die on our, for our sins. Lord, I pray that if there's one here that doesn't know you, Lord, that they would trust you this morning. Lord, that they would not leave this place until they get it, they get it 100% sure in their life. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for the trials. Thank you for the troubles. Lord, help us to give praise and thanks in all situations. Lord, it is easy to give praise during the victories and the things that are going well. But Lord, help us to be a people that thank you and praise you and worship you even in the bitter times. Thank you for all that you to do. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Would you stand to your feet, please? As God has spoke to your heart, I'm going to invite you to come. Find a place at the altar. I don't know what you're going through this morning. Everything may be well. You may be facing, everything's just great, everything's going smoothly. But as I said earlier, there are moments, there's moments that have, you're just moments away from a victory or a valley. And if we're going to look at our situations, going to look at our situations for our joy as a source of comfort we're going to live miserable lives but if we keep our eyes focused on him we can have joy and peace during the storms just as Peter walked out on the water everything was fine as long as he had his eyes on the Lord but as soon as he took his eyes off the Lord he began to sink Keep your eyes on Him. A vision for God. That's what we're talking about this year. A vision for God. Keeping our eyes on Him. Thank you. You may be seated. Do appreciate you again once again for being here this morning. Let me give you just a couple announcements. Next Sunday after our, in our afternoon service, we're going to have a special business meeting. Uh, just so you know uh, what we're kind of talk, we're going to talk about our missionaries um, wanting to take on a missionary. Also, we're wanting to increase our giving for our missionaries uh, from uh, seventy-five for our foreign missionaries. Uh, from $75 to $100, just to kind of give you a brief overview of what we're talking about. And also another thing we're wanting to talk about is maybe getting a, uh, a, a water softener for the church. Um, we had a, 
water leak again yesterday, not just a leak, but an explosion, if you will, uh, uh, for the last few weeks, uh, a couple weeks at least, and it, uh, it uh, flooded Chazzy's place. And so uh, we got, uh, and it, Brother Jack says, that's Reelsville water, and uh, like he was proud of it or something, I don't know, uh, that's Reelsville water for you. And, uh, but anyways, uh, um, so we're going to look at getting a water softener of some sort and so we're just going to meet about that next week just to give you a heads up. And that's after our services, Sunday morning services. And then uh, February 11th, we're going to be uh, meeting at 7 o'clock at the Putnam Inn. And we're going to just join as couples. And uh, we're going to have a time of fellowship there. Just eat, eat dinner and talk and, and uh, enjoy each other's company. And then March the 7th is our prayer breakfast once again. Please pray for our Missionary of the Week, the Lighthouse Children's Home. Our Deacon of the Week, Brother Travis Ivers. Our Family of the Week, Brother Sonny, Miss Donna Wiggs. And then our Trustee of the Week, Brother Sean McGinnis. Please remember these folks in your prayers if you would. All right, let's all we'll have the men come forward. We'll take up this morning's tithes and offerings. As they're coming, let me say once again, thank you, Miss Tammy, uh, for being here this morning. Then also, uh, Miss Mary, thank you for being here. And then also for the Sampley family, thank you for being here this morning. Uh, all right. Brother Caleb, sir, would you please? prayer what we'll do is we'll take a five minute break and then we'll come back for our uh, afternoon service uh, just uh, just got a devotion for you this afternoon probably about we'll be out of here by noon so uh, if you could stick around for our afternoon service all right let's go ahead and have a word of prayer and uh, I'm going to ask uh, brother Brian Penley sir would you close us in the words Jesus' name I pray.